Do you love language learning but feel deprived of meaningful connection? Project OLAS takes a unique and impactful approach to Spanish learning. OLAS connects learners with women, or OLAS moms, for conversational, relationship-centered Spanish sessions, all online through WhatsApp. OLAS moms are women who live in the communities surrounding the Guatemala City garbage dump. And through OLAS, moms can generate income safely from home. If you want to learn Spanish through relationship-centered learning, all while supporting inclusion for a community of moms in Guatemala, Project OLAS is for you. Visit them at www.projectolas.com and start learning for just $13 a session. You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 80, Speaking Croatian. Hello, language lovers. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Speaking Tongues, the podcast in conversation with multilinguals. This week, we're speaking about Croatian with Uncle Mike, Tony D, and DJ Mo, the hosts of the Let's Learn Croatian podcast. I've been listening to the Let's Learn Croatian podcast for a while now, and I've always loved the energy that these three bring to their episodes. And I'm so happy that we had a chance to talk about the Croatian language and culture. In this episode, we talk about grammar of the language, including its cases, and the diacritics that affect the sounds of the language. We talk about dialects in Croatian and how they change both throughout the country itself and in the Croatian diaspora in other parts of the world. Uncle Mike talks to us about things that he enjoys teaching Tony D about the language, and Tony D and DJ Mo tell us how they are enjoying the process of learning the language. They tell us how they started their podcast, and fun fact, we even learn about some connections between Croatian music and Mexican music. I really encourage all of you to listen to this show, whether you're learning Croatian or not, because their content is just so much fun, and they're great at taking a deep dive through the culture, the language, and the history of Croatia. I've learned so much from them, and I'm sure that you will too. If you enjoyed this episode of Speaking Tongues, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Speaking Tongues podcast on Apple Podcasts, or like and subscribe on YouTube so that other language lovers like ourselves can find the show. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show, or even a recent listener, you can now support the show on buymeacoffee.com. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Okay, let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tongues. I have some special guests today, the hosts of Let's Learn Croatian podcast. How are you guys? And I want you guys to introduce yourself so we can hear your name and we get used to your voice as we're going on through this episode. I'll go first. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Uncle Mike. I am the, uh, the teacher of Let's Learn Croatian at the time. Yeah. So hello. And uh, over here, I'm Tony D. I'm the student and um, the postier. I do all of the, the mail and writing, and uh, I get to learn a lot, a lot of stuff. But um, that's me over here, Tony D. And I'm DJ Mo. Um, I'm the guy who kind of like sits in the background and pokes fun at these guys while they're <laughs> learning and trying to teach and all that good stuff. But I also do uh, the Super Slacker Report, which is the culture part of the show. 
And um, yeah, it's a lot of laughs and a lot of good times with these. You do all the, the engineering and sound work as well. Yeah. And website. And website. Yes. Right. yes. So everything else. Yeah, we all have our role to play. That's great. <laughs> And I, I'm so excited to talk to you all about Croatian. And I just want to say, I love listening to your podcast. It's so much fun and it's so accessible. And I learn a lot, even though Croatian is not one of my languages, but I really enjoy listening to the three of you. And I've learned so much about Croatia from all of you. So that's the first of probably a lot of gushing I will do oh, <laughs> about, you so your show, about your show. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to start each episode with the same question, and that is, what is your first language and which languages have you learned to speak? Well, this is Uncle Mike. I'll go first. My first language growing up was Croatian. So I, I was born in the States, but my, my parents were both born in former Yugoslavia, the Croatian part. So up until kindergarten, I spoke a little bit of English, but it was dominantly Croatian. So with my family and, you know, family's family. So Croatian was my first one. And then later on in life, I learned Spanish in high school, and then I learned German in college, and I've done some French for podcasting fun, but that's kind of all fallen off the wayside. And now with the podcast, with learning Croatian, I've been trying to learn my Croatian a little bit better because I learned, I learned a certain dialect that's not the main dialect. So my Croatian is trying to get stronger, but yeah, all, all the while trying to maintain a, a, a decent English. <laughs> yeah. And as for me, uh, Tony D here, um, my main, my main language I learned, uh, was actually just English. So, uh, Southern California English, I guess. <laughs> for, for the, um, so a lot of, a lot of my, uh, growing up, I'm, I'm uh, Mexican American. So my family spoke Spanish, but primarily to keep things from me. <laughs> so, so it wasn't, necess trick. wasn't necessarily to, uh, you still use that one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> But I, um, I learned Spanish in high school, so um, it was more like the Spain Spanish, like the proper Spanish, the Spillian Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so some of that I, I practice and I try. So uh, very broken Spanish for me. Uh, yeah, I was uh, also Mexican-American. So um, I grew up in a household where my parents mostly spoke Spanish to the, us kids, but us kids all spoke English to each other. Um, so, but we understood Spanish well enough where they couldn't hide stuff from us, um, <laughs> which is good. Yes. <laughs> and, um, but for the most part, those are my two languages, you know, essentially like my mom's half of the family, also Mexican-American, but they all spoke English. And then my dad's side of the family, they all spoke Spanish. So depending on my food birthday party we were going to, I had to turn on a specific language. Yeah. <laughs> and then in high school, I, I opted for the easy A uh, for Spanish class. And it was really hard. Yeah. And with Tony yeah. B, like, who's going to learn Spain, Spanish, and Southern California? Mexican-Americans. Yeah. So Spanish and get a B. Yeah, exactly. That's, like... that's what I got, too. I got a B. Um, I was a good B. But yeah, I was like learning vosotros and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. My, I, my dad's never said that in his life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's my language journey. Obviously, learning Croatian with these guys and my yeah. wife, she's um, Croatian as well. So we're trying to drop that on our kids. So um, kind of inception of the podcast a little bit there, but I'll save it for later. Okay. How did, how did you, Mo and Tony, how did you come to learning Croatian with Mike? Um, this kind of stems back to where we live. Um, so we live in Southern California in a really kind of like hotbed, if you will, for um, a lot of Croatians because essentially a lot of Croatians felt that this is a very similar to where they grew up in Croatia. And so a certain part of Croatians move here because they're used to the ocean, they're used to the fishing, they're used to this kind of like climate. 
I thought you might right. Yeah, San yeah. Pedro, definitely. Yeah, and so because of that, most of my friends in high school were Croatians, and this guy being one of them. And so because of that, I've always had like Croatia kind of like circling me, you know, whether I liked it or not. You know? <laughs> um, so hence my wife being Croatian, because you know that's just who was around, you know, and I felt we're Croatian, um, that kind of thing. Anywho, that's kind of like how we. I've always had it around me. So like. I remember in school, I would talk to a friend that just got back from Croatia. They would be raving about how awesome it is there and this and that. And it wasn't just one person. All my friends are Croatian. They're all going back and coming back and all that stuff. So it's always been around me. Oh, so for me, um, I actually met you two gentlemen through my cousin um, that lives here in San Pedro. So meeting these these two guys um, brought me into that kind of culture of the Croatian language and whatnot. Um, but Uncle Mike actually started this way back when, I remember when did, there was a couple of, me. a couple little lessons that we recorded. It was just for, just because I had no idea what the language of, you know, Croatian language sounded like or even how to pronunciate anything. So I was the, perf the perfect student to mess things up and to get things, <laughs> you know, the, get things right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did three kind of like pilot episodes just to record because I was learning. I think it was Coffee Break French was the podcast that I was doing for mm -hmm. a second. So I just kind of mimicked them and I did three le Croatian lessons for my younger cousins who were going to visit family in Croatia. And then Moses, all of a sudden, I, I, I just kind of shared those with people who are going to Croatia. And then Moses comes, he's like, hey, let's let's make it a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. And I fought tooth and nail. I didn't want to do, do it. it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it, but here we are. Yeah. Perseverance. Yeah. So when I listen to your show and I learn vocabulary and I learn about culture, about, you know, the language and, and the culture of Croatia and me not having any like exposure to Croatian at all, the things that I hear now, I didn't say this to you guys before, but my languages are French and Italian. And mm -hmm. I hear when I listen to your podcast, I hear a lot of similarities to Italian with mm -hmm. some maybe like roots and maybe even with pronunciation in, you know, some some words for you guys who speak Spanish and have exposure to Spanish. Do you notice any kind of similarities in the pronunciation? or with any vocabulary of Croatian and Spanish? And I know that's a far-fetched question, but... It, <laughs> <laughs> it totally isn't. Um, like, just in like the whole, like, I, I'm no linguist, but like, I know Latin is like, you know, the granddaddy of all languages in most cases, and that kind of stems throughout. So you're gonna get that in Spanish, you're gonna get that in Italian. And obviously Croatia being so close to Italy geographically, you know, there is some carry over there. But um, I think, trying to answer your question, but also kind of make it a little white bigger, <laughs> if this helps you or not. Um, just, we're all musicians, by the way, we all play music. The music from Croatia, the traditional music, sounds almost verbatim as the Mexican music yeah. that I grew up with, that my dad grew up with. Really? So like, no joke, his good friend growing up, also Croatian, to, he, in his car, like, he's totally Croatian, listens to the Mexican stations over here because that, that, that <laughs> makes yeah. him feel more at home, you know, with what, what he grew up with or what they played around his house because the music is so similar. And that obviously language is the, the, is the way we communicate, but so is music. And so for me, like hearing that, I'm like, I even told my dad that, and my dad was like, let's hear it, you know? So like I pulled up some stuff that he showed me on YouTube and stuff like that. And my dad was like, 
that's something that I would listen to. Yes. You know, where's their the radio station that they're really on here? Yeah. But well, pretty cool. Really quick history to that. In, in Yugoslavia during the 60s and 70s, it, um, it, it, you know, Tito kind of broke away from the Soviet Union and for that reason was able to bring more Western culture in. And so one of the things they, they were able to bring in was Mexican telenovelas. So all of the music to those old shows got on, got on TV and it inspired a lot of musicians in Croatia at the time. Mm-hmm. So those, those, you know, mariachi, um, you know, tuba trumpet sounds that were in Mexican music, they just translated them into accordion and, and, and tamboritsa, like the, the kind of the mandolin in Croatia. So like, it was like a, a, a lot of the same melodies and, and yeah. uh, structures, but just changed instrumentation. So mm-hmm. I had no idea. I've got some Spotify listening to do late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk about the language. Um, I know where Croatia is geographically, and I encourage my listeners to look it up if they don't know. Um, but Croatia is surrounded by a lot of different cultures that are also very robust and very strong on their own, um, as is Croatia. Tell me about uh, linguistically, what are some of the hallmarks of the Croatian language, I guess, that set it apart from the other languages in the region? Um, just, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? This is a <laughs> question because there's a lot of similarities where in former Yugoslavia, you had Bosnia, Serbia, um, Montenegro, and Croatia, plus others where kind of shared the root language And then as after things split up, as messy as that was, every kind of every language held on to its kind of core attributes. But, you know, like if you can, if you go to Serbia, if you go to Bosnia and speak Croatian, they'll be able to understand you, but will know that like, oh, you're from Croatia because you're using this word, you know, like, like, like an Aussie will use the loo versus we'll use the restroom and an Englishman will, it's all of those kind of things where it's a little bit of a, you know, a click, a click or two away in, in dialect, you know, dialectical terms. And like how you're saying earlier with Italy, us being, you know, across the sea from them, a lot of the, the islands and villages along the Adriatic coast will share similar words with, with Italy, with Italian words. So my dad is from a, from a, a town called Comigia, which is on Otopis, which is probably the closest island away from the Italian coast. So over time, a lot of those Italian words flooded over came through and stuck in the dialect of, of, of let's say, Komishki, it's called, right? And so what was interesting for me was growing up, I learned some of those words in that dialect. And then when I took Spanish in, in high school, I was like, wait, I kind of recognize some of these words. Mm. And then I was realizing that it's like, oh, like obviously Spanish and Italian are very close, you know, very similar in, in a lot of aspects where all of a sudden in Croatian, which is a Slavic language, I'm understanding some of that. So that, that was definitely those, those, uh, a, a lot of uh, a crossover for that. Other countries, like let's say Greece, I can't touch Greece. I can't touch Greek. I mean, Hungarian, those languages, I don't see any, you know, whenever I look at those alphabets and all that stuff, that to <laughs> me, I'm, I'm lost. But when it comes to all the former Yugoslavian countries, I, I can do pretty well. Like Slovenian is a little bit different. And I see that and I just don't understand some of the words. But so, yeah, there's a lot of, overlap like when you for a creation you you will add an ending and you'll change the case so you'll change the genitive or accusative or dative case mm-hmm. and t- tense obviously tense will change you know like like let's say in english we have 
I will run. So like there's different ways of saying that in Croatian. So I, a lot of things get inflected on the ending. So in learning Croatian, it's really important to learn the root of the word because later on, you know, through repetition, you'll be able to see, okay, that's the masculine, feminine, neuter, or that's present, that's past, and that's going to give your, your, your case as well. Very complicated. So we're not really yes. touching that in our, in, our, in our lessons because it's really something you just sit down with someone who knows way more than I do. I'm definitely not a professor. So learning kind of beginning creation, I want everyone to have the, the building blocks of eventually down the line, you'll recognize the root. And then you'll be like, okay, something else is happening here. Where mm -hmm. as a kid, it's stuff you pick up and you learn because you're in the situation so much. But as we get older, that's really hard to remember. Really right. hard to remember. Yeah. So for Tony and for Mo, how are you dealing with a language that has cases? Well, for me, um, I'm just kind of going along with it. <laughs> I would say they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a struggle just because, um, I mean, it, it's nice. It's nice to go through it, especially with Uncle Mike teaching, just because it's all new to me. It's all fresh. So I can kind of mold what I'm saying and how I'm saying it to what he's teaching. Mm -hmm. So that that's the benefit. But as far as having any of it retained, um, it's just a matter of, of practicing, saying it, repeating it. Um, I, I think some of the, the post-it note ideas of putting stuff on things and, you know, just kind of being more familiarized with it. I think that that's really helpful, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a difficult language. Yeah. For me, um, I was just there um, and knowing, well, trying to absorb it was like, just from where, no, you know? oh, I'm sorry. I was just in Croatia mm -hmm. about two weeks ago, I think. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, I got back. Um, but knowing what I know now, um, it's, it's different. You know, you, you hear it differently. People use things differently. And so kind of going back to um, what Mike was saying with knowing the root word really helps. And so for me, like in conversation with somebody and I took about maybe like 5% of the people's conversations in <laughs> um, and kind of understood them. But the, what I understood were, were the words. And like, sometimes I wouldn't be able to, you know, fully understand them, but I knew what the subject was. I knew what was kind of happening, but I wasn't able to like fully like, oh crap, I didn't learn that far ahead yet. You know? <laughs> um, but I kind of know that they're asking for something and I can get it, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just, I think it's the practice and hearing it and being able to utilize it because Essentially, we're teaching it just one way, you know, and it's, it's up to the listener to kind of go, oh, I want to take this further. And so obviously we're not offering that yet, you know, right. but it's, I'm it's not sure if I know how to teach it. To be yeah, honest. true, true. Yeah. And let, let them dive into it yeah, how they yeah. like to, you know, I obviously got by, you know, with yeah. what I've learned so far. And so I'm sure a lot of folks could. Mm -hmm. how, how many, I'm, I'm going back to the cases because I can't let this go, but <laughs> <laughs> How many, so I, I asked that question because I, I struggle with cases and even though, and I've, I've said this before on the show, but I took four years of Latin in high school and oh, wow. it was probably the first two and a half years before I really understood like what the cases were for. And that's mm -hmm. not because I'm stupid, but it's because I just, it's not, be, it's not part of, of English. And it's right. not part of any other romance language that I'm familiar with. So it's, you know, and I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And I really applaud people who can. I think that it's just, you know, you just have to, you have to be dedicated to figure it out. But, right. um, 
I know some languages have more cases than others. How many do we have in Croatian? I'll be honest, I don't know exactly. I don't know. I, I, there's there's at least eight. And for, for the sake of the show, we stick to nominative case. So I am, you are, she is. And then we try to add, you know, the adjectives with, with feminine and, and, and plural and possessive. We, we're actually going to just start today. So these guys are going to be really excited about that. Yay. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, growing up learning English, that kind of grammar, I never touched it until I started taking German. Right. And in German yeah, in German, it was like, okay, nominative case, accusative, dative. I'm like, what are, you, what, are, what are we talking about here? And not until I started learning that language that I started learning English a little bit better, where you can kind of get into the, you see the formulas that, that other languages have that they don't really, you know, they don't teach us that much in English or they just don't worry about it because we're learning other subjects so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I wish, I wish you all luck when you do get to the point where you're... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Getting yeah. to know those cases. What about orthography? What about the alphabet? There are letters that I see when I'm looking at written Croatian that I don't recognize, and therefore I don't know how to pronounce them. Um, how many, or I mean, if there's like an overabundance, you don't have to to give me a number, but are what letters, as I guess, as we're learning Croatian, as we're coming becoming familiar with the language, um, the, the diacritics that we see in the in the alphabet, uh, what are they and how do we pronounce them? Well, so we, we had an alphabet lesson not too long ago and you know, Croatian does not have the letter X, doesn't have the letter Y, and it doesn't have the letter Q and I might be missing one. So it has, you know, the, the, the X sound, they will use KS and the Y, the y in Croatian is a J. So Yugoslavia used to be spelled J-U-G-O. Like that's how, so, so everything, 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 every sound in Croatian that's a, a Y sound is spelled with J. So now they also have, um, they have a, a, an S sound, let's, let's say in Sam, and then they have, this is very standard. So we have um, another S with a, with, it's called a kvachica, right? So it's a little kind of a, kind of like a tilde like you have in Spanish, but it, it, it denotes that it's an S-H sound, right? So they're not going to have like a, um, spelled out shame, it'll be S-H, it'll have that S-H letter. So there's definitely, there's there's the S, there's two, there's three different C's, right? So there's a Tsa, and then there's a Notch, and then there's a um, Chuyash, right? So there's a different way that you pronounce the Ch sound because they don't have C-H as well, right? So that, so there's different ones that go in different spots. They call it a hard C, a hard Ch or a soft Ch. Whether, you know, learning that, you know, it's, yeah. it's a bit tough. So, and when sure. I, even when I hear it, I don't even hear the difference, right? So then we have the J as well, which is like, let's say D as in door, then you have a D with a line through it. It's a, it makes it a J sound, right? So there's a couple of those. Then you have an LJ, which makes it a Y. So Lyubav, the word for love is L-U-B-A-L-J-U-B-A-V, right? And then also NJ, which is Nya. So like, you know, Russian, they have Nyet. So for like the word, the word Germany and Croatian is Nemačka. So it starts with NJ. So there's, there's at least four or five ones that are strictly in the Croatian language that English has nothing on them. So it, what's also interesting too, is when you hear a, a, a Croatian speak and you hear them say um, the, the, the letter, they don't have the letter W. So when, when they say, what is it? They say, what is it? Right. Cause it's, it's right. It's, it's very similar to the V where, they can't, they don't naturally do that was sound, you know? So there's a lot of sounds that they're not used to saying, 
same with us. So whenever I'm trying to teach the guys here, a lot of the sounds that they make are towards the front of the mouth. Like, so like say like very hard sounding words, of letters. some, I, I would say soft toning because you, you, you press the back, you press the tongue against the back of your teeth. Right. So instead of saying a door where your, 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 your tongue is hitting the top of your mouth, you would say door where your the tongue is hitting the back of your teeth. So a lot of the sounds are towards the front of your palate, let's say. Okay. So, yeah, I know I kind of veered off in the letters. So there are, are there, yeah, there are a handful of those that, you know, we don't have in English and we, d- we definitely need to learn different. And, but they're not, you know, they're not hardcore staples where they only occur like a, a DZ and the Z's got a line through is, is a hard J. And then there's a soft J. So they're not super, super used often, often, often. So you can kind of live without really not, you know, you don't have to worry about it too much. You can kind of cheat your way out of seeing it <laughs> occasionally, which is, you know, it's nice to have cheats in a language. So, mm-hmm. and, and also for, for, for creation, the way it's spelled is the way it's pronounced. So it's very phonetic. So we're not going to have like, you know, the word knight where you have, you know, the Knights of the Round Table, K-N-I-G-H-T. All of those letters are, are you know, are quiet. What's the word? Are silent. In, in creation, it would, knight would be spelled N-A-J-T. Night, right so there's no there's no tricks there's no silent like in french you have e's on the end and s on the end will change things and complicate things mm-hmm. which <laughs> took me away from french so yeah <laughs> okay i love this this is so interesting <laughs> <laughs> what have been so far some of your favorite things that you have taught and some of your favorite things that you have learned about Croatian language? Like things that we've learned. Um, well, for me, I, I do the super slack reports. And so I, I, I kind of hang back in the lessons. I allow uh, Uncle Mike here to teach Tony because that's the experience the audience is tuning in for. So I don't want to step on them as I got something really, really important joke that I want to get in there. That's, <laughs> that's really where my, what drives me on these shows. Um, but the super slack report is kind of where I kind of, um, uh, tune into and like work on and so I, I'm all culture so for me um every time we do a, any show I, I try and find something interesting that I don't know and I, and I'm, I'm putting my hands up because like I, I I don't know everything obviously so I'm, I'm a newbie to this but I do know some because again I, I grew up around a lot of it and so a lot of times I'll I'll find something that someone told me years ago and I'll find just by searching my Croatia stuff online and then I dive into that and so there's just so much history and so some of the stuff that kind of really um kind of sets me off if you will down the rabbit hole online and keep me up till three in the morning is just like <laughs> yeah. I'm a history major you know as I grew up I, I so I graduated with so I love that stuff and so Croatia and that particular region has changed hands so many times over the years you know it was obviously um, settled by the Romans and the, and the Greeks and then obviously the Venetian rule and then obviously stuff that was happened more um, closer to our time frame with like the uh, the, the the stuff uh, Michael's talking about with Tito and all that stuff um, but I love the the rule crazy stuff that, oh, we found this in this church, you know, on this island that was settled by the Byzantines and you know, stuff like that. And this monastery is still there today, Jingle Visit, things of that nature. That's what really impresses me and really kind of takes me down other rabbit holes. And it's just, for me, that's kind of my favorite thing. Like, I love finding so many different cultures, um, I guess, uh, uh, starts, you know, there's so many starts uh, to so many cultures in one place. And so you, yeah. there's this one spot, it's called Trogir, and it's like a small island that's attached to Croatia by land, so you can actually like drive to it. And this is like the most cultural diverse place in like all of Croatia. 
it's on the, the water. So this particular part of Croatia was settled by so many folks. And you can walk through this, in, in a, I think it's like a mile and a half long. It's not a very big island. But so many different cultures settled there. And so you can find Venetian, Roman, Greek, all within a, like a two to three block radius. Wow. And it's all from different yeah. spans of time. And it's there for anyone to go see right now. So you don't got to open a book to see this stuff. You just got to take a short walk. You know, that's amazing, man. <laughs> it's, it's a cool. museum island. Yeah, you can yeah. see architecture, whether, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good all Turkish, over Turkish, yeah, you name it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Tony, do you, how do I follow up? Well, well, like, focus more on the language. I mean, well, I mean, the, the great thing about Tony D is when we're learning lessons, he will go, he's full-time silly mode. So whenever he hear, hears a word, like, danas is the word for today, Tony will say don nuts. And, and he's got these, um, he's got these silly ways, silly ways to remember a word, which usually, which work. Yeah, I mean, it really does help. Um, <laughs> there's so many. Um, I mean, honestly, everything for me has been, uh, the most interesting with Croatia because I, I'm always hearing facts. I mean, I heard a few new things today. I, I mean, on, just on this interview. So for, <laughs> I mean, maybe they said it before, but I just wasn't listening to them. That'll happen too. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with, with the culture, um, TJ Moe's Super Sako hearing things about, you know, the, uh, how they harvest salt in, in an area, how, or the, the caves, you know, the, the cave that's in the center of an island, or the, the, the big giant, what is that, water? It's like a, a lake? Yeah, yeah. The lake that's in, um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's so many things that I hear, and obviously I've never been there. Um, I, I learned all my information. I mean, I have to trust these guys, so <laughs> I trust what they're saying is true. Yes. Not just making up all these cool stories. Uh, That'd be really cool if we could do that. <laughs> made up a country. And then I just go there and it's just a desert. And there's <laughs> nothing there. Yeah. But everything I, I, I hear, I, I study and, and look at through, through these two um, is very, very interesting. And then the language itself, it, just hearing it and understanding it and then retaining it and surprising myself. That for me is, is, is super cool. Like just the structure, um, the way things are said and, and then just you know, giving me a pat on the back for like actually paying attention. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we set our standards low here. We set <laughs> real low. We're, our goal of the show is to get Tony a one-way ticket to Croatia. So that's, you know, getting back home is on is on him, but um, that's kind of the goal. Of, I think of, yeah, goal yeah. of the show. And, you know, strong swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> he may want to stay there because everything yes. I hear about Croatia is that it's gorgeous. Like, yeah. you know. Um, and you... Uh, Mike, what about teaching? What about um, teaching these two about the Croatian language? What are some things that you've enjoyed and you've loved the most about it? Well, it's been, I've I've had experience with teaching. I I had a really interesting experience. I lived in Mexico. That's probably been close to 20 years now where I taught Korean kids how to speak English in Mexico. So there was a a Daewoo factory down in Querétaro, a city. And there's about 50 or 60 Korean families. So I was teaching English to kids that spoke Korean at home and then Spanish at school. So I've had experience with teaching kids who absorb stuff really easily and who are kind of forced to learn. And when I'm teaching my friends here, Mo and Tony, I mean, we all have full-time jobs. So I, I have to realize that they're not studying 10 hours a day like I would want them to, but maybe one hour before our lesson. So I have to be a little bit more patient. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe half an hour. So, right yeah, and then, you know, our uh, our palates are formed, so pronouncing certain words isn't going to happen. So just trying to be, you know, patient with that. But the the interesting part is also for me is, you know, I didn't learn from professors at home. You know, my, my parents and my family was very working class. And like my, my dad doesn't have more than a sixth grade educate, eighth grade education. My aunt was sixth grade or maybe sixth and fourth. So some of the creation I learned was very, very, very basic. So even when I go there now, like I'm going next month, thankfully to see family. It's been eight years. Whenever I get there, we speak our dialect and I'm fine. But once I turn the TV on and start watching the news, I'm lost mm. because it's that academic, a little bit more professional. So if we talk about professional stuff, business stuff, medical stuff, I, I'm, you know, I can't, I can't hang. So it's been really important for me is to teach them this basic stuff that they can learn, that, that they can speak to people from all around the country, let alone the Christians they might come across here in, in the States or LA for that matter. I know New York has a big Christian population as well. So my goal was to just get, get them, get the basics down, get those building blocks down because those, those are super important. And it's always just that, that small bridge, that's really small bridge versus all of a sudden saying these perfectly grammatic, per, grammatically perfect sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always like to hear what people enjoy learning about a language because, or, or, or sharing in your case, like sharing uh, something that you grew up with in your home, like sharing your culture in that way. So I think that language is a way for us to, you know, culture is meant to be shared. And I think language should be as well. So I love, I love hearing that. You talked about, Mike, you talked about growing up speaking a dialect. Tell me about dialects in Croatian. Um, Aside from your dialect, how, I, I can't imagine how how many there are actually in Croatia, but are there dominant dialects of Croatian and how intelligible are they with one another, if you know? Well, there's three major dialects. So you, you, it's called yeah, Chakovsky, uh, Kajkovsky, and Stokovsky. So it's kind of the same way to say, you know, the question word, what? Some Croatians will say Sto, some will say Cha, and some will say Kai. So it's the same word, you know, pronounced, you know, obviously three different ways in three different dialects. So all depending, depending on what town you're in and what part of Croatia is what the dominant dialect will be. They've all agreed now, since it's been a country now for over, over 20 years, that they have, it's called Knizhevni, which is the actual proper dialect that they teach in schools, that they speak dominantly, let's say in the news, or that, that's the proper way spoken that, you know, everyone is learning. So, you know, like, like kind of how that's happening with native languages here in the States is those, the, the old dialects might slowly die away if everything is kind of mainlined and mainstream into one thing. So it kind of really lands on the people of certain parts of the country to keep up their dialect. So for instance, for example, my mom's island is, I think there's about 12 towns on the island where the dialects differ on every town because, you know, in, in whatever, whatever it was such a long time ago where traveling from one town to another would be now it's a five minute drive, but it used to be an hour walk. So, you know, villages kind of didn't, didn't, didn't come in contact with each other too much, maybe during trading or let's say, you know, fishing on one side where people would, would interact, but a dialect would start to become really developed 
and really singular to one place where my mom's dialect is one certain way. And then two towns over, you have this dialect that, you know, that you know, everything everyone's saying, but it sounds like they have like a New York accent, like, like a total, you know, New Yorker style accent. And then you go up, you know, two towns the other way. And it's still, again, they're using different, they're using different words to say different things. And then my, my dad's town, Komija, is super unique because it's got that, it's, th- it's two and a half hours from the coast by ferry. So back in the day, if you were taking a rowboat, who knows how long that would have, t- that would have taken, right? So th- that island, that town was so separate for such a long time. It had the Italian influences. And then, you know, the, the dialect developed where, at, let's say, you know, British English, we, Americans will say little and they'll say little, right? They'll, they'll leave the T's out. That, that's kind of happening on that island, in that town where in, in, instead of saying, they would use the Chakovsky, so they would say cha, but then they would kind of also um, butcher it a little bit and say tsa. So they would, they would change things little by little by little where this village now, every year there's a show on, on Croatian TV, on Croatian national TV about this village that has its own dialect that hasn't died out, has its own traditions where every year on a certain patron state's day, they'll burn a fishing boat for good luck for the fishing season, mm-hmm. right? So the dialects are big time heavy. And I, I think Moses' father-in-law, he's still able to, he can tell what island you're from, let, let alone, let's say, oh, that's the Bosnian dialect, or that's a Serbian dialect. Th- that Those old folks, that old generation is really, really strong in being able to point out certain places from, from certain languages. And it comes with last name as well. My aunt can tell you by your last name, what village or what town or what island you're from. So that's definitely kind of how things rooted for a long time. Things are changing now. A lot of people are leaving the villages and living in the big cities, let alone coming to different countries for work. You know, a lot of Christians now are going to Ireland, you know, 40, 50 years ago, a lot of coming to the States, Australia, Germany. So we're all over the place. I think the diaspora is bigger, bigger internationally than it is in, in the Croatia itself. So yeah, so that's that's kind of so that's kind of interesting too. Where you'll hear the 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 Komishki, which is my dad's town. Like that's you'll hear that dialect more here in San Pedro, maybe than you will in in, in Komisha itself, because a lot of people in Komisha now are are people from outside moving in because so many of the the let's say the people who are originally from there have left. Mm. You know, so they're kind of filling in and bringing their own languages. So it's kind of it's an interesting way things have been processed. Uh, going forward. Right. Okay. Mo, you talked about being into the culture and you're the one that, that does all the research and the history and all the things that you found. Um, what are some things about Croatia, I guess, that you know, or that you found as we know Croatia's history being a part of, uh, I'm going to say Yugoslavia and I always yeah. hesitate, but I know it's Yugoslavia, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I had I still have a map somewhere at my parents' house that says Yugoslavia on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love to look at old maps and see like how you know regions change and things. To the question, um, as this region uh, broke up and 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 there are you know surrounding uh, countries that have similarities with Croatia, what have you found or what do you know that sets Croatia aside? from every every other uh, country in that region? What are some things that like, if I'm looking at this, I know instantly that this is Croatian and it's not Slovenian or Serbian or 
Montenegrin, et cetera? I think, well, just from my experience, and again, I, I didn't grow up there any like that, just me learning off the internet and from him and my uh, in-laws uh, and my wife, uh, it's a mix, you know, it's kind of hard to differentiate, you know, um, I, I always go back to like music and food, because like my two favorite things. Um, so from the cuisine, you know, just looking at the food and having been there and had it, and, and I'm only talking about the Dalmatian area, because that's the island, that's where my father-in-law's from, and so we go there. Um, but from the food alone, like you get Italian out of that, you get uh, like a little bit of Mediterranean out of that, mm-hmm. you get a little bit of Eastern European out of that, like some, some of the root vegetables are utilized in different ways, obviously a lot of seafood. So for me, like just looking at that, it's it just like, I can't just say this is Croatian food because I wasn't exposed to Croatian food as a kid. So I don't know, I don't associate that as Croatian food. I associate it as like, oh, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but everybody else, this is Croatian food. You know, this is what it is, you know? And so for me, I, I'm always trying to pick it apart and understand it. And so kind of to your question a little bit, what part comes from which? I'm like, it's all kind of meshing together elegantly, in my opinion. The food there is amazing. Um, they've got that farm to table thing down. Like I know yeah. that people pay extra for that here in the States. Like literally that, that's all they do over there. And so everything is like fresh and amazing. And it's just like these flavors just meld together so well, so rich in texture and flavor and just uh, and oh man, just not visual to give you a plate. You don't want, you want to take a picture of it like an Instagram or something. Um, <laughs> but I just dive in. But the, the, the food there for me, is just like, it, it speaks to the region, if you will. Um, and all the folks that have come and made it what it is today. It's really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, what different, you know, when it comes to differences, definitely religion is different. So, I mean, Italy and Croatia are both Roman Catholic, but Bosnia is, is predominantly Muslim. Serbian is Orthodox. So those are those certain days of the year that we're not going to share the same holidays. Where in Croatia, you know, like your Saints Day is an important holiday. Obviously, Christmas, Easter are important holidays versus other parts of the country that are not. But within Croatia, when it comes to, let's say, food or, you know, seasonal stuff, seasonal, like, let's say, if you're on the coast, you're going to have you will like tend to have a more predominantly fish-based diet, right? And if you're in, in like, let's say on the other side of the mountain or, you know, you have Valley, but there's a huge mountain range that kind of like borders the coast, you're going to be more farm and more, uh, let's say pork oriented. So prosciutto and those kind of sausages will be predominating too. So that, that's a little bit of a different diet. And, you know, what's, what are some of the staples and, for, for that reason, that, that, that's, you know, small regional differences. So I, I could say th- there, there are some, but yeah, Moses was Moses kind of saying they do overlap a lot, you know, gracefully, which is kind of the awesome part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tony, what are you looking forward to when you finally get to visit Croatia? What are you looking forward to experiencing? <laughs> um, well, there's, there's a number of great things. Um, one specifically is buying some kikiriki. which is uh, peanuts in Croatian. So uh, that's a funny, silly word that I learned and think it's hilarious to say, but uh, being able to, to experience all of what these guys talk about and, you know, photo, the photographs that that we have um, or that we share on our podcast and on the website, uh, just seeing all those things and being able to to firsthand of the experience, you know, seeing the sea urchins and, you know, enjoying meals, uh, you know, just listening to like the environment. Um, I've never been uh, international, so mm-hmm. that'd be a, a first as well. So being out of the country would be great. But um, yeah, the, 
some of the stuff like uh, for me that speaks Croatia or like the, you know, the um, olive trees and the lavender and um, the, we're talking about bees, like the yeah. honey from the, the bee farms. And the, the summer cicadas. Yeah. yeah, the summer soundtrack. So a lot yeah. of that, um, <laughs> the, the sea organ, like that, yes. I want to see, you know, there's so many, there's a, there's a long list. I don't think I'd, I'd you know, be able to fit it I all. think that's a couple of trips, but, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm so happy if you can do that, to be honest. I really want you to experience it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just excited for any of it, you know, in, in person. I, I was looking at pictures of Croatia um, getting ready for this episode. And I can't believe, like I've said this twice already, I think, like how gorgeous it looks, just absolutely stunning. And I feel like, I don't, I feel like Croatia is under the radar. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like I, I, I hear people talk about their destinations and I never hear people say like, I'm going to Croatia. I want to go to Croatia. And I, I think about it and it's like, why not? Why not? Because it's gorgeous. As we talked about the, we're going to talk about food. So, (laughs) but um, the, the food is delicious. It's beautiful. People are lovely. The weather is supposed to be like the best weather, like, consistently of any country in the world that's what i heard i don't know if that's true i got two 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 notes to what you just said so the first like uh, people saying like oh well croatia why are you going there so when i first went to croatia um i i remember i was i I told my boss oh i'm gonna go on a a two-week vacation oh great you know they think a road trip or something common that most people do you know with kids (laughs) and i'm like oh where are you off to you in croatia like she literally like hung up and she's like, okay, yeah, have fun on Croatia. Didn't know where the heck it was. Told her boss, like a vice president, like, oh, you know, he's going to Croatia for, for two weeks. He's like, where the hell is that? That's what he said. <laughs> and they both had to like stop and Google it and wh- where it is. The next time I spoke to them, they were so like enamored with the idea of how far we went. And they, with all the pictures they saw online, they're they like asking me more questions about it than I've ever talked to them in my life on personal matters, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just one little note on it. But the second note, you said you're looking at pictures online. Go to our website. Check out every picture there. That's from people that we know or myself of places that we've been. And it is exactly oh, as beautiful as you see. You know, wow. it is to the point. Like, that's the, the coolest thing about making this podcast for me. Is I'm a photography nut. So a lot of those pictures are from myself, his cousin, people that we met online that are in Croatia or near enough to take pictures for us to submit the post. So these are all original photos of people that, are actually loving exactly what we're talking about. And that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to showcase how awesome it is yeah. that, you're, that this place exists. You can see it and it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can walk it and just really get there. Because otherwise you're looking at like, you know, like a travel site, you know, and it may not, it may be the same thing you've seen so many times on like a, a pamphlet or something, but these are different photos. You know, these are like some of the stuff we just posted on our most recent, um, the page is literally from the, the thousand year old village my, my father-in-law's from. Like literally everything made out of this limestone that's been there for, I don't, I want to say eons, but it hasn't been eons, but it looks like that, you know? And it's just like, it's another, it's another experience and I highly recommend it. I, I don't want people flooding it because I don't want to ruin my spot. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's a terrible place. Don't ever, ever go there. Yeah, yeah. Ever, ever. Well, I, I was thinking though, maybe one of the reasons why so many people don't go there 
is because most most places like you, you go to France, it's like oh Paris is the spot, you know, uh, you know Italy, Spain. There, there's specific you go to Rome, specific you go to areas yeah, that yeah. you go. But Croatia, like you can go all along the coast, everywhere, all the islands. There's something everywhere. Even that little tiny uh, town that you can, you know, what is it, like a mile long? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, So there's so many different things spread across the entire Croatia. So I think maybe that really isn't like a destination specific spot. And people are just like, uh, I don't know, there's too much. So maybe I'll just go somewhere else somewhere else yeah in in europe croatia is definitely a, a tourist or like vacation spot for a lot of polish families russian. slovenian russians and germans english, and italians probably. english as well so um, a, a lot of the americans that have been going there have some kind of connection whether it's family and i think only recently i think that under the radar thing has been you know like spoken of for the last 20 years we're like oh croatia is the new spot where kind of what tony is saying like we don't have a you know a paris we don't, you know, like there's big cities that are beautiful, but it's more of like the complete package versus, oh, we're going to go to the Louvre in Paris or, you know, we're going to go see some old castles or old churches like the Vatican in Rome. So it's it's kind of general where you're like, oh, we have to go to Disneyland. We have to go to the Disney World in Croatia, this place. We don't have that one location spot. So mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about your podcast, which I said in the at the start that I really enjoy. I think that you guys are so much fun chatting with each other and it really comes across how much fun you're having and how much you enjoy talking about Croatia and the language and the culture. Um, You talked about how you got started, but um, tell us some of the, maybe some of your favorite things that you've talked about over over time. Um, Maybe some of your favorite lessons or some of the favorite like trivia that you've found or maybe some of the, you know, the, the vocabulary and the words that you've, that you've learned and maybe some of the, the highlights. I get to, I get to go first. Cause for me, I, when I teach a creation word to Tony and I know it's going to be a silly one, you know, when, when, the, when I call him Mr. Giggles, when the giggles come out, I know I've got a good word, you know, kikiriki, kukuruz. There's some words that are fun to say that here you go. Like here's the, here's the, the giggle master will, will happen. But I know for me, some of the favorite stuff that we've done is we've done some skits where yeah. we'll, we'll try to incorporate all of the, let's say, let's say the last 10 lessons, we're going to try to make a skit happen where we incorporate as much as the vocabulary that we learned into a skit and we kind of act it out, you know, and we got podcast full theater. Yeah. yeah, podcast theater. We have, you know, some Foley art happening. So we have all those things. That's always a great challenge. We've done some songs where yeah. Moses and I will play guitar and we'll vocal. Accordion too. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll vocally butcher it, but yeah. we're trying to make it, make it work. So that's really fun for me. So. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I, I really love the in-between stuff. So like, I know like, the lessons are great. And I know the, 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 the super slacko culture part is amazing. <laughs> um, but like, I really enjoy like the banter in between. Like, and, I, and I'm gonna full disclosure uh, say this one, our very first email from our fan or anyone yes. reached out to us and they told us only do the lesson, stop talking in between. <laughs> And I, and I remember it sticks with me because it was our very first email. Right? <laughs> and it kind was just, in there. Yeah, yeah. it just my mind. You know, you're the first one. And ever since then, like, I, it just sticks with me. I'm like, who wouldn't enjoy this? But, like, I love this part. That person did not. Yeah, that one person did not. And we never heard from them again. And maybe they still listen. I don't know. Maybe they, they warmed up to us. I don't know. But that's my favorite stuff. Like, Tony and Mike, myself, I, I, this right here, 20 years. 
all yep. three of us, 15 years. Like that's yep. a lot of, you know, like us joking around outside of this that comes into the show. And I, it's just hanging out with people, especially during COVID. Like we didn't see anybody but us three. Like it was yeah. at least I didn't. <laughs> and so it's just nice seeing your friends and hanging out and just having those experiences. And like, I hope that the audience who does write to us and that we've got a lot of folks that reach out to us um, is feeling that too. And like, is hanging out with us. I want them to feel like, oh, I want to see those guys one day. I want to bump into them, you know? I wanted to say what's up or whatever, because I think those are the kinds of connections that people don't usually get with the podcast. Sometimes right. it's very static, like, oh, I'm listening to so-and-so talk to this star, and like, I don't know any of these people, but they're kind of interesting, so I listen. Yeah. But I want to feel incorporated somehow, and I think Mike does an excellent job with the lesson, and I try to do some of that with the, <laughs> with the uh, facts and Thanks, culture. DJ Mo. That's <laughs> the only comment. Compliment, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's all right. Well, um, people can definitely see us in puppet form on it's our true. YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think as far as the podcast, like creating the podcast, um, it's for me, it's pretty, I feel like there's a lot of weight on me having to learn stuff. <laughs> so it, it's kind of tough, but uh, I don't really, don't really learn retain much. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't practice in a show. So let's do it. But everybody's going to practice but part of his job is is to ask good questions. And how are you going to ask good questions? Like when you don't when you remember. Yeah, if I already if you remember everything, stuff. Yeah. Moses, exactly. Moses is trying to save Tony here. <laughs> it's, it's so funny too because DJ Mo like first came with came with the idea to me sitting at the same table, and I remember being like, "No, man, that sounds like a lot of work, and I don't know what you're talking about." And I was like, "You know what? Let's try it for like in the background, like okay, let's do it." But in the background, I was like, "Like we're going to be three months. It's going to go nowhere." And then here we are, it's going to be two years next month in, in yeah. September. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's worked out and it's been really, really fun. And yeah. And it, yeah. for me, it doesn't feel like work or, or anything in, like that's really important or serious <laughs> because you don't it, write the lessons. Well, I mean, I, I do stuff. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the student, remember? Right. You're the social media guy. Too. Yeah. But for like, like hanging with you guys, being able to create this and put it out there for everyone to see, you know, the music that you, that you guys write, the stuff that we do um, creatively together, like the, the YouTube channel and, and, you know, the photographs and all that stuff. That's all very, very interesting. And, and I mean, I'm learning through all of that too, learning a lot of the practices of editing and everything, yeah. being able to present it to everybody. It's, it's very neat to see how responsive everyone is and how appreciative everyone is. And, mm-hmm. and uh, since I do like the, the mail segment, the posta, um, hearing people, you know, the comments that they write in stuff oh, that, that has, a, has influenced their, you know, jumping back into their culture that they lost because, you know, it's like their third generation, um, mm. you know, creation in the United States or in Australia or Canada or wherever Brazil. they are, Brazil, South America. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, People listen to us in South America and they're, they're learning with us. And then they, you know, they're, they're, they're jumping back into like asking their family about their ancestry and, and how, you know, they migrated to South America or to, you know, wherever New Zealand, uh, in yeah. Netherlands, all of that stuff. Yeah. So it being, being a part of that and being able to share all of that with these two dudes, it's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great Southern California thing, right? These two dudes are super cool, right? I mean, I think people that's who are my, like, that's my Southern California English. We, we have some people who've totally. written to us who are who are saying that 
as much as like we have Croatians that write to us. She's like, you know what? Like I speak Croatian, but I listen to your podcast to learn English. Yeah. Because, you know, I know that's good. yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they're doing some of the translation stuff for us. And we, I mean, we can't help but talk like Southern Californians. I mean, I've tried not to as I've gotten older than <laughs> Tony has gone the other way and has gone, you know, so. No, but that's good. That's important for your listeners who are learning English because they don't, if they're outside of the U.S., um, who knows uh, who is exposing them to English and where this person is from. And I think it's really important when you're learning a language to, especially one like English that is spoken in so many different parts of the world natively, it's important to familiarize yourself with different accents and to understand how people, because if this person learned from someone in like Indiana, okay, no shade to <laughs> Indiana, but if they're going to come to the States, they're probably going to visit California. Like everybody wants to visit California. So. Right. Or New York, New York. Or New yes. York. Right. They're so you're. Born a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Horns in New York. Oh, so they, don't they do that? You're right. Do that here, but speak to our stoplights here in, in California, in yeah, Los Angeles. That's sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things you gotta learn. Yeah, little things. Yeah, so it's valuable <laughs> that they're picking up your your SoCal uh, English. It's it's. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's you. part. It's part of the you know the American experience. I think. For sure. Yeah. Um. So for people listening, please let us know where we can find you and where we can send you some posta. Yeah, posta. Well, we, our website is letslearncroatian.com. So on that, you have all of our lessons that we've done from day one. We have a actually like a compiled vocabulary list, kind of like a translation dictionary that we've compiled. All of our podcasts are there. The podcast is up on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. I mean, everywhere, uh, everywhere, anywhere you get your podcast from. We're on there, right? So we have, um, we're on Facebook, LLC pod. We have Instagram as well, LLC pod. We kind of stopped doing Twitter, didn't really get enough action there. We have a YouTube channel where you have, we take the language part of our podcast and put three of us puppet, three puppets that look like us. You know, the one in the middle is very handsome, just like this situation right here. And um, yeah, and we just, we act out, you know, we act out the, the lesson part and we add subtitles so you can actually see the words written. Yeah. So that's helped for the visual learner. Um, and that's helped me a lot too, because I'm putting the captions. Right. And then I get to see it, how it's spelled and then hear it over again. And yeah, it's, spelled way differently than what it sounds like yes. a lot of the times. So uh, yeah. And then, and then email, we have info at lessonlearncreation.com. And we, we just recently started um, selling merchandise. We, we got into the, uh, we got into that world. We, we have shirts, we have beanies, we have shirts for kids. We're doing Patreon supporters page just because having a podcast is kind of expensive. Didn't really know that until we got into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and, you know, so that, that's kind of the entire thing. I'm not sure if I'm leaving anything out, guys. Um, maybe one thing that um, we, we try and keep the, the podcast as clean as possible. So we want everyone to enjoy it. And um, just from my own standpoint, like I want my kids to listen. And obviously um, they're on there, by the way. You can hear them. Um, they have a couple little little segments on there. Yeah. Um, so I, I want all families to tune in. I want parents to feel okay playing this in the car on the way to school or soccer practice or whatever. Same thing goes for the YouTube videos. It, it We catered it towards that but we've got a lot of adults responding saying oh this is cool thank you for these you know obviously adults you know typing you know 
I'm assuming. <laughs> and, um, some very good kids with small fingers typing. Um, but uh, we want we, we made a playlist so apparently just press play on the first one and they'll play all the way through so they so the kid the kid can absorb it you know in their own way and I, I, we want that to be like a family family show so that's first and foremost that's kind of how we did this whole thing right oh, yeah. and yeah. so that's really cool and then the second thing I wanted to plug and something we don't ever plug is that. All the music you hear for the intros, outros, little things in between, it's it's us. Oh, yeah. 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 All, all homemade music. So um, yes. mainly because we don't want to pay for anything. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but we also like we're yeah. not terrible musicians. We're not slouches. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not slouches. So um, I, I thought that was kind of cool to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely the show is catered. Like I remember like beginning, I'm like, you know what? Like I, I felt uncomfortable teaching people uh, uh, you know a language that I don't have any schooling in, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cater it towards teaching DJ Mo's kids. So like DJ Mo's daughter is my goddaughter. So I'm like, I'm teaching them too. And then, so it's kind of, I'm going to keep it simple. We keep it clean, obviously. And then the in-between giggles are, you know, universal for all all ages, (laughs) thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I guess. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So you're you're essentially saying that, that you're thinking I'm like a, a little, kid well think one of dj most friends said actually asked is tony d a real person <laughs> they thought they that. thought he was a paid actor that um he wasn't real that it's like one of us speaking in between because he can't be real but you you see him on camera here he's Wait, real he's real <laughs> 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 yes well that's part of yeah i haven't talked about that yeah <laughs> all right cool. yeah so um for all of those outlets i think anyone can write to us that they can write you know their thoughts on the podcast if they have any sort of um you know suggestions or what they might want to hear or what they liked about it uh, maybe not so much what they didn't like about it that, <laughs> they can send that too but my feelings a little bit. <laughs> um yeah all those outlets uh, instagram um we get a lot of messages through there uh, through our email address all yeah. that fun stuff youtube all the good likes and stuff are mm-hmm. appreciated take, take those yeah very cool i will add links to all of those outlets in the show notes because I'm sure that everyone listening has had as much fun listening to you guys as I have. So I'm sure people will want to listen to your show and reach out and I hope they will. And I encourage them to, Um, but yeah, it'll be an easy way for people to just click in the show notes and find you right away in this episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, Something I actually thought of in the beginning of this episode and probably, and I definitely forgot until now, um, you mentioned that there is a a Croatian population in your area in Southern California. Where do you have maybe festivals or cultural celebrations or expressions of Croatian culture in that area? Well, here in San Pedro on 9th and Grand, we we have Croatian Hall which is an actual, it's also like in between Grand and Gaffey, 9th Street is kind of called the Croatian place. So there's a Croatian hall there. It's, it's a big kind of ballroom where people can, you know, like have baby showers and anyone who wants a big area can rent it out. So every year on Independence Day, they'll close off the block. They'll have the diaspora will kind of come through and music will be played. They'll, they'll, they'll prepare um, Croatian dishes and 
There's some amazing food there. There's also a church, St. Anthony's in downtown Los Angeles, where a lot of, let's say, a little bit more serious Christians will get, my friend got married there with his family. They have a great big ballroom there, have reception halls too. So that's definitely here in this San Pedro, LA area. I think the biggest population, Croatian population is actually in Ohio. And I'm not sure exactly what city. New York has it as well. I was just in a story a couple of months ago. I have family that lives there. And we went to a deli that had, you know, Serbian, Croatian, not like cookies and coffee. And so, you know, we have a couple of those markets in San Pedro as well. So that's that's our local, our local version. And then Mary Star, the church here in um in San Pedro, I, I'm not sure if they still do, but they would actually offer a Croatian mass once a week. Yeah, they still do. So yeah, we still have a there's some connections here still. Thank you so much for this conversation. I've really, really I really enjoy talking to all three of you. I like to end each episode with the same question. And this is to all of you. Do you have any jokes, tongue twisters, cool slang words, idioms, words of wisdom, or words of advice in Croatian to share? I think we have one that I think uh, Uncle Michael, everybody, we actually did a little bit of a challenge yeah. our audience on it just recently um and uh, this is also one that my kids have down pat yeah and that way Tony, better than me and then Tony yes. struggles with it. i cannot <laughs> so, even yeah yeah and um tell us the meaning first uncle mike and then tell us uh what this phrase is okay so this this little phrase it's kind of it's kind of like a like a rhyme that you learn you know a, a lot of kids uh let's say girls will play it's kind of like a, a patty cakes kind of rhyme that you learn and you play this kind of a hand game where you're counting and learning how to count. But the in- introduction is, I- I'll say it first. So what you're saying is, so the word is kind of like a little play on word, play on and bokosh are a play on words because the word kokosh means chicken. So you're saying, so you're saying kind of like two playing words and the chicken has farted. Yes. And and then and then <laughs> is saying, okay, this Maya is asking you, so since the chicken farted, how many eggs do you need? So that's kind of the play on the words. Like, you know, the, the, the chicken has made it sound, it has let something out of itself, and here we have eggs now, you know. So like, and that's kind of the game you play where if I say six, the kids will play this kind of like hand hand smacking game where the last one to be standing is is the winner. So that's definitely our fun tongue twister. Okosh bokosh, purne kokosh, pita maya, koliko tebe treba yaya. Yeah. Sounds that right? Yeah. And for other tongue twisters, Tony loves the kikiriki, kukurus, you know, like there, there's certain words. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Can you teach me the okosh bokosh? Okay. So okosh bokosh. Okosh bokosh. Purne kokosh. Perne kokosh. Got it. Pita maya. Pita maya. Koliko tebe. Koliko tebe. Treba yaya. Treba yaya. Wow. Yeah. Well nice. Okay. So yeah, that's that, that's a lot of words. I've and been in your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. you've got the one way ticket to Croatia, so they're yes. gonna need a third. <laughs> I'm ready to step <laughs> in. But I don't I don't think people understand one way doesn't mean well, I, I get to come back. This, well, that, that's the whole point. Tony. <laughs> but I foresee like Tony and Elle are going to be on a plane. They're going to show up to Croatia 
and they're gonna say the ukush bukush uh, rhyme and the, and the ticket count people are like okay go ahead like yeah, that's how you get through custom do you say that you yeah go, or they're like all right you're going back <laughs> yeah, like, yeah let's hear your accent okay no that's it that's the entrance exam <laughs> No, thank you so much for teaching me that because I, I always like to try and just yeah. repeat after because I, you know, where else do I get the opportunity to to really try and for people who also want to try it, you know, it's scary to try something new. So I don't want people to feel, sure. yeah. you know, afraid. I mean, laugh at me. Don't laugh at yourself. Be proud of yourself, but laugh at me screwing it up. So <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here for yeah. people to laugh yes. at, laugh with, hopefully laugh with laugh also. With. But but that's why I'm here so that they see and hear that it's it's not an easy thing to learn. And uh, I mean, any language or anything that you do, it's like you definitely have to try and put that put in that effort. But it's it's difficult. And and if it's you hear it, you hear someone messing up or selling, sounding silly or, or getting shocked or, oh, yes. <laughs> or, or hit. Yeah. We um, do that on our show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get that a lot. Tough, tough love. Yeah. Do some tough love here. Firm hand. Firm hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, your podcast is a really great idea. I can, I can only imagine how many languages have you covered in your podcast? I have to count. I don't yeah, know. I, I would imagine a lot. A yeah. Lot. You have a lot of shows and that's a, a lot of a, a lot to kind of come through and learning a language is so much fun where you're using a different part of your brain. You're going to dig into culture versus like worry about establishing, I don't know, a, a living. It's kind of, I kind of relate learning a language to like learning music. You're, you are learning something different and your brain is acting in a different way. And it's definitely a joy, a challenge, yeah. but a joy. Yeah. Ultimately a joy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much again for this conversation. Um, before I let you go, in this situation, after we've been talking for quite some time, um, what is the best way to say goodbye in Croatian? I would say doviđenja. So doviđenja is basically until we see each other again. So doviđenja. Doviđenja. Yeah, bravo. There you go. Doviđenja. Okay. My first Croatian words. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> we'll fit right in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much, El. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yes. Dovijenia. 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 Dovijenia.